We've had fa our family in the park that live, the, uh, my daughter-in-law and her kids and husband from New York City, so they left out yesterday morning at 2.45 to go to the airport in Atlanta and made it home to New York. I think the guinea pig was probably the one who was ruling all of us. The uh, guinea pig stays in the kitchen and has a, has a cage that we had shipped to our house. And uh, Frontier Airlines would let them bring him on board. Delta doesn't, they consider him a, a rodent. So <laughs> his, name is, his name is Tucker and uh, if I walk by Tucker's cage, he knows what I smell like, and like I can't get anything out of him, so I'm not even coming out of it. He has a little house inside of his cage. It's kind of he's used to that awareness of big things that fly might come by and get him <laughs> or one of his relatives. So he's pretty much a, concerned about the overhead stuff. So, so if I walk by the cage, he has a little room that he can go inside of inside the cage. So if I go by, he doesn't even come out. It's like, yeah, it's him. He doesn't, there's nothing in this. If Patsy walks in the room, he comes out, he goes to the cage, he puts his teeth on it, and he shakes the cage, meaning, feed me. <laughs> she fed him something like the day before. It was carrots. It's something he likes. He didn't want carrots. He wanted something else. So then he grabbed the cage again and started shaking the cage. And she went over, and I think, was it hay? Was multiple, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't talk. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was, Tucker's very forceful as a little thing. And they have cute, yes, yes. And he also believes that if anybody else is eating, then he should be eating as a social event. So you can start eating, and he'll come out and grab the cage and shake it. Now, he's only got like four teeth. on the. He may have some others, but I only see these top two and these two bottom ones. He grabs the cage and shakes the cage. I go, he's got all these humans bowing to a guinea pig. I don't know what to say, think about this, you know. It's, it's such as the world. Um, but during the week, because uh, I was home a lot more, I tended to get on news. My head is full of news from around the world, so I'm trying to like, yeah, let's just stay in Acts, though, and might not mean, but, but even as I was listening to and singing the worship songs, I was thinking the worship songs uh, were good, and they're, and, and they're for Christians that know him. And it was like, oh, God's trying to say something today. It's like, I don't know how he gave you that particular set. But that particular set was about Christians that know him. And that was pretty cool. Yes, I'm on the wrong spot. Okay, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> What's the thing? Commercial break. So I've either got to get a bigger Bible or I've got to change stands, but I bring them up higher to me. So when I get up here, my eyes start watering, and then I like, all the words run together sort of, and I'm just guessing. So, yeah. 
I'm back with you. Hey, and we're on another, okay. Turn with me to, uh, we've gotten up to Acts 14. So without doing a big background thing, but just a tiny bit, okay? So Acts is like part two. Luke was writing to a dignitary who wanted to know things. Luke is, uh, among other things, being a kind of an evangelist and a team, part of the part of a, uh, a uh, evangelistic team traveling with Paul. He's a physician, and so he has a particular way of writing. If you read the Gospel of Luke, it reads precise, and he, he puts in a lot of detail, a lot of kinds of details that we wouldn't get someplace else. So after you get through the Gospel of Luke, the story just picks back up in part two, which is the book of Acts. And so we have all the things that are happening then after the gospel period, but that same personality is behind that in, in Luke and him talking. And so by chapter 14, we have now got God has, has directed uh, through the, the team of people that have formed um, and they're praying and fasting. Basically, they're praying and fasting to go, what do you want to do next? And so in that, God says, separate Barnabas, son of encouragement. You know, he's the one that brought Paul on the team. And, and so he separate Barnabas and Paul to go on a ministry team. Well, on the team, there's a few other people. And one of those people is Luke, because Luke knows all this firsthand knowledge of what's going down. And what's happening, and they're, they've been traveling to different cities now, uh, ministering. And so in, in 14, we, we, uh, there are certain patterns that you see. And in a, in a like I want to say, in a small way, we experience this kind of stuff around here. Uh, like this chapter is very... Um, it's just kind of stuff that happens occasionally. And it reminds me that, oh, yeah, God's in, he's in control and he has a plan and he has certain patterns that he, he does with Christians. And one of those is that he ministers from a Christian or some Christians to other Christians or to people who don't know him. And it's, it's interesting in that when it's just like in a, in a church body with a group of people that have been together for a while. He, not that he doesn't do things, but he does things in more of a, ah, they know each other. Ah, they're all part of this a family together. And he does stuff, but it's not as flamboyant usually. Down through the years, but I've noticed when someone, he sends somebody, someone, some family or person new into the fellowship there is a lot of times a an encounter a signs and wonder kind of encounter we had a couple one morning who uh was moving from atlanta because part of the food city network they weren't going to be at this food city but they were being moved to like boaz or wherever the other food city that's nearby up that way they came in earlier before y'all got got here they, they you know, they saw what time it was. Coming from a vineyard there, I think it's Atlanta, but I think uh, it's, it's closer to Chattanooga. And 
uh, husband and wife came in, and God just started giving me things to pray for them. So before we had really like an introduction, pretty much just names, I said, can I pray for you? I mean, just, just for no reason. That's just not, I just don't do that a lot, just like in the first two minutes. And they came in, uh, the Holy Spirit fell on the wife to the degree it was obvious, uh, and then came on the husband in a different pattern. And then they stayed for the service and then told us, bye, and this was really good. And, and I went, wow, isn't that God just like that? God just, um, why do you do it that way, Lord? But he, but he does do stuff. So when I read this in Acts 14, I see a bigger, like a, the same kind of pattern, but just in a, in a more profound way. Where is he going? I don't know. Okay, let's just do it, and then we'll. So this is New American Standard, chapter 14. So in Iconium, they entered their, they're doing their missionary. They're going, they've come up with cities. They want to visit these places. Okay, so they've come there, and they've entered the synagogue of the Jews together, it says, and spoke in such a manner that a large number of people believed, both Jews and of Greeks. So, God undoubtedly wanted to do something in this particular city. Verse 2, but the Jews who disbelieved stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brethren, the, this team. Verse 3, therefore they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord. They, they weren't going to take that. They didn't like, I'm just going to move on. We're just going to dig in a little bit. We're just going to stay here. And talk with those who will have us talk with them. He's, so, reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying in the word of his grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. Now, Wimber would say that there were like a three-pronged stool, uh, or three feet, you know, under a stool. He would say that there are three things that go together that are like W's which is worship, there is, there is the word, and there is works. Those seem to all kind of interact with each other that they had discovered as they had developed a, a church and then later into a movement. Okay, so, verse 4, But the people of the city were divided, and some sided with the Jews, and some were the apostles. So now we've got this kind of back and forth, the things they're saying. Some of them are going, oh, I really like that, what they're saying. Of course, they're, and they're talking, they would be, part of this would be about Jesus, about who Jesus is and, you know, and saying things and doing signs and wonders. So undoubtedly, they were praying for people, whatever, God, the Holy Spirit was coming, stuff was going on. Verse 5, and when an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to mistreat and to stone them, <laughs> they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Laconia and Lystra and Derba and the surrounding region. So they, it was good they got out of town kind of. And there they continued to preach the good news. They continued to preach the gospel. This is, these guys are 
what you and I would say are missionaries. They are going to people that haven't heard it, cold start, people that don't know them. What do you do? You probably say it a little bit differently, but you do stuff, and then they would pray for people. I don't know. We were not there to watch them to see how they did it. But they were, they were going on with what they were called to do. And at verse 8, at Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, who, when he fixed his gaze on him, and it seemed that he had faith to be made well. So Paul's speaking. Paul sees the guy. The guy's kind of locked eyes with him. And Paul can tell that, huh, he's, he's taking this in. He, he senses spiritually that the guy is picking up on this. There's faith in him about this. About this. And not only that, but undoubtedly Paul sensed that the, this is faith, the kind that could bring about healing. It says, okay, so he, he gazes on him. He sees that he has faith to be made well. And Paul says with a loud voice in verse 10, stand upon your feet. And the man leaped up. Now, he's never walked. He leaped up and began to walk. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voice, saying in Laconian language, the gods have become like men and have come down to us. That would be reasonable. Here's a guy that's never walked. The guy's listening to him talk. Paul says, look at me, tells him to stand up, and he leaps up. Guy that's never walked, never, ever walked. And if you were a local Jewish or Gentile, you'd be going, wow. Especially the Greeks. I mean, of course, they're, they're used to this idea of sort of Mount Olympus type of stuff. You know, the, the gods live up, you know, high and come down and do things. And, you know, so uh, they've come down. I mean, what else can we explain it? Verse 12, and they began calling Barnabas Zeus, <laughs> king of the gods. <laughs> and he called Paul Hermes, which is, you know, he's the, huh? Uh, he's like, um, in the Roman, is that like Mercury is the other, I mean, the Greeks, you, you know? Yeah, and so Mercury, wing, the winged one, you know, the guy that can like, and it, oh, so, so what's one of his skill set? Uh, in the Pantheon, he is a orator. He can speak, he can run fast. We actually base the flash upon this. I've had too much coffee. I shouldn't bring in a <laughs> messenger guy. Okay, yes. Jupiter? Okay, thank you. Because he was a chief speaker, Paul was. Verse 13, so, so the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowd. This is turning into a big deal. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they tore their robes. They rushed into the, that must be a real Jewish thing to do. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's a good robe. You know, I had, it's handmade, it's all this stuff. And you tear your robe, it's a, I don't know, it's good, 
symbolic thing there, rushed out into the crowd crying out saying, verse 15, men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you and preach the good news, preach the gospel to you that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In the generations gone by, he permitted all the nations to go their own way, and yet he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good, and he gave you rains from heaven, fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with, with food and gladness. And even saying these things with difficulty, they restrained the crowds from offering sacrifices to them. This was a heck of a day going on. This, all this happening. If you've caught yourself in a situation like this because you prayed for somebody and then, and then God showed up in signs and wonders, maybe more than you were expecting right then, and then people wanted to worship you, how would you handle it? You, we'd probably all come up with different... We would try to do the same thing probably some way, like turn... Uh, the, get your attention going the wrong way. We, you know, I came here to talk to you about God who we know and they all took it to the side and we're going to turn it into a big something else. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul. They, they've been keeping up with these deviant people, these deviant Jews, this Paul, you know, which we've known as Saul and, and Barnabas. And so um, they're not having it. So they're, they, they, they stoned Paul, and they drag him out of the city, supposing he's dead. He must have knocked him out, at least. And while the disciples stood around him, verse 20, he got up and entered the city. And the next day he went away with Barnabas, Derby. And after they had preached the gospel, doing the good news again, telling the story, to that city and had many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch. They went back to some of these places that they had been. Verse 22, and what were they doing? Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when, and, and, and well, and when they had appointed elders, because they need some leadership people to leave, because they're going to leave these towns and move on, they appointed elders for them in every church. Having so it says off, they've started a little house church in each of these cities, these towns, ever how close they are. So after they have uh, appointed elders with them, verse twenty-three, they prayed with fasting. They commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So that's the best they. Uh, that's you know we're doing the best we know what to do. We're going to appoint some elders. So they prayed about this and who, who should we get to be elders and they fasted to make sure, you know, got the ones that we're supposed to and uh, 
and then they recommended them, uh, they co- uh, committed them to the, uh, to the Lord to uh, whom they believe. They went, Lord, they're yours. Help them lead. So they passed with the, through these, uh, another little city nearby there and then came to Pamphylia. And then they, uh, and they spoke in the word there in Perga, and they went down to, it looks like Atala, if, if my eyes are blurry, but Adela or Atalia, Atalia. I wonder if Atala comes from there. From, from there, they, they sailed to Antioch, from which they had become, they had been committed to the grace of God for the work that they had accomplished. Verse 27, and when they arrived and gathered the church together, because everybody wanted to know what happened on their mission, they began to report all things that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and they spent a long time with the disciples. So they've done a reporting thing. They've done this kind of full circle thing. They started here. They've gone around. They've gone across some body of water. They've gone to some towns. They've gotten stoned to death, they thought, you know, and, and then they've worked their way back, and then now they're reporting what's going on. Just your normal trip somewhere. So right now, different parts of the world, different things are going on. Our, our friends that are in, um, I need to support the orphanage this next week because it's first of the first of the it's going to be a new year first of the week um have it talked to her by mail but things aren't uh everything seems to be quieter right this minute over that way i haven't asked her about the churches you know they had some churches attacked and they had some churches burned um over there in I'm going blank. Maria is in Pakistan, Lahore, Lahore, Pakistan. Yeah. Um, sometimes she'll tell me something about in one of the other churches in one of the other nearby cities. But the news, I just need to stay away from political things. But... The, all this that has been going on with, uh, in the Middle East has stirred up some radical um, people in Nigeria, which, you know, is on the west, western side of the continent of Africa, and they have gone after the Christians, and we have had a number of Christians they they attack Christians ever so often, but now they they're trying to get a jihad started, a religious war. And in fact, they're going after the sort of the live and let live Muslims that are there, the kind of the not not the radical ones. So the radical ones are have been attacking them plus the Christians, because they are wanting that they've gotten all excited about what's happened with Israel and Gaza and the, all everything that's going on over there. So when we when we look at 
not just look at Acts. I'm doing a terrible job of trying to communicate this. When we look at Acts, we're not just looking at Christian history in the New Testament, but we're trying to look at it also through our own eyes, our own culture, our own time period, going, what can we get from this that we may be able to make use of it today or tomorrow or next week? Here or, say, uh, in Pakistan or, you know, when Nori and Barbie, they've been doing uh, trips, you know, to Japan more, more recently, more than they have been doing and they go on missions and take somebody with them, or, um, you know, there's a time that they went to Russia. They took a team there. Uh, they go UK. They're real. It's real open in the UK to the their music. I s noticed that your son has was put up a little video on Facebook, SP of a song that he's just been writing, and was singing it. I didn't li have time to listen to it this morning. But it's like, SP's written another song. Okay. So, help me. What are your thoughts about this? Or anything in the world? Is there something else that goes with this? Yes. Yes. 